The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 254 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Well, there's so much going on in the world of comics in Oklahoma, which is why we brought in our resident expert, Buck Berlin, owner of New World Comics, to talk about it. Buck, how are you doing so far? Did, did the pandemic treat you okay? Uh, yes and no. But <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, the business has never been uh, more successful. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just kind of one of those where uh, we actually had time to reassess what we were doing, mm-hmm. uh, change things up, and, uh, you know, me and my uh, vivid imagination came up with a whole bunch of uh, stuff that, you know, we've never uh tried before yeah and uh yeah it, it's it's been really interesting to see what's worked what hadn't worked mm-hmm. and then uh i have so many irons in the fire that you know i've i've always been meaning to get to yeah and you know i've taken time to see what you know we can uh evolve and capitalize here in oklahoma yeah, now, early on, there was a lot of concern. Uh, I know Diamond was having trouble getting comics out. I mean, this is you know, March and uh, April of, of 2020. Yeah. But since then, people are t- returning to comic books probably even bigger than before. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that the pandemic uh, actually helped with that uh, just because everyone was locked up. Yeah. Everyone was tired of their computers. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it, it, it was just kind of one of those where, uh, you know, I have the deep passion for uh, for comics. And, mm-hmm. and I started doing these uh, Facebook Live videos uh, at the shop where yeah. I would just talk about uh, graphic novels that I loved or, you know, comic runs that I loved. And then uh, it would get people interested. And then they'd tell their friends. And then uh, since we were delivering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were doing the contactless yep. delivery and all that stuff, um, you know, it, it really kind of changed how we were doing stuff. You know, people come in more for uh, recommendations because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you'll uh, look on the internet and it'll talk about like, oh, here's the newest key issue. Mm-hmm. Here's the first appearance of a guy where, you know, instead of doing that, you know, there, there are old comics where there were actual stakes. Right. Instead of just trying to hit the reset button at the end of whatever's going on. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, which, you know, uh, it, it's, Kind of cool to see like the uh, indie comics uh, starting mm-hmm. to uh, buck the trend. Yeah, you know, like they'll they'll take the risks, they'll do whatever you know uh, they can to uh, you know be subversive. Yeah, to, to uh, you know try new things. Right, which uh, you you really don't get much from the Marvel and DCs because they have to put out a certain type of product that everyone is expecting, but the more independence, they can do things that actually people enjoy more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where, 
everyone that's gotten into comics eventually goes back to a superhero thing mm-hmm. because you know we're we're uh, creatures of of comfort and and routine, right? You know, uh, my buddy Cliff. One evening, you know, we were uh, uh, having libations, uh, <laughs> and he looks at me and and I'll I'll clean it up a little. He says, "You know, Buck." Conan is the same freaking story every time. Yeah. Good thing it's a good story. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so, oh. you know, Batman's going to fight Joker. Oh, yeah. Superman's going to fight Lex Luthor. Uh, every now and then, there's a new take on it. But for the most part, it's just the, oh, here's a fun little romp. Right. But you can always <laughs> come back to it and know it's going to be the same thing, which is kind of a nice little thing as well. But yeah. sometimes you want something new and different. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I got kind of fed up with some of it during mm-hmm. uh pandemic and uh uh i you know really wanted to uh see what i i could do to uh you know work with the uh, community and and uh just you know out of nowhere i got a call from uh charles martin yeah charles oh my god yeah <laughs> which and I've, I've loved that dude for uh-huh. years he's just one of the best dudes yeah um and, from Literati Press. Yeah, so from Literati Press, it. yeah. Uh, and uh, he and uh, Jerry over the uh, uh, course of, I think, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Bennett. Yeah, Jerry Bennett. Uh, we're working on this book called Glamorella's Daughter. Yeah. Oh. And I believed in that book so damn much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it, it's just one of those where it wasn't taking off. It wasn't getting the audience that... I knew it should. Right. Because there there aren't really many comics that deal with uh, mm-hmm. kids with autism or uh, the dynamic that, you know, kind of goes along with it. Right. Uh, the acceptance, the kind of awkward moments where, you know, just patience and understanding will mm-hmm. get you through and it will make everyone okay. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just so charming and sweet. Um, and it, it just wasn't gaining traction. And then uh, Charles had this uh, meeting of, you know, of the minds mm-hmm. of uh, what we could do for Oklahoma for the talent that we have. Because mm-hmm. for a long time, we, we just kind of had people who were, you know, kind of forcing their way into to make it, but not really kind of doing their homework. Right. And, uh, you know, I believed in Glamorella so much that, it, that I pulled him aside and said, hey, man. I really believe in this. This needs national distribution. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I've got a couple other irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of uh, a group of three or four at first. And then uh, as Charles was telling me about all these other projects, it became this big group conglomerate yeah. where... Uh, I would help with the marketing side of things, the idea side of things, telling them what they need to do for marketing and, and how the industry actually works. And then uh, I would help go over like some of the editing and tell them, like, oh, well, here's what's expected out of comics. Right. Here's where you can kind of buck the trend. And then, like, you know, and now everyone's, you know, telling me all the different stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's this really neat thing. And uh, Charles has been gracious enough to let me uh, write some comics too, which oh, you know awesome. I've uh, you know I, I've always been meaning to uh, to get around to mm-hmm. it, uh, and I always thought that I would draw comics, and you know because I'm a kind of accomplished artist, but mm-hmm. you know I, I still don't have all the the technicals, right? But um, I've always just 
kind of exuded imagination. You know, I'm, I'm always ready with something or have a plan or, or right. something. Uh, so I'll, I'll sit down with the artist and do that. Hey, what kind of story do you want to do you want to do? And then we can uh, go from there, and then I can kind of help fill in whatever they were wanting to, to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been so exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, right now I'm working on a horror project for Charles. Ooh. Yeah, um, which, you know, before I uh, uh, took over the store, you know, I was kind of going to college just to go through the motions because, mm-hmm. you know, as an 18-year-old, you're expected to yes, do you that. Uh, but I had aspirations to uh, direct horror movies. Mm-hmm. And then, well, the New World situation kind of right. happened. And it was, well, there's there's my my way of doing things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I kind of put all that production knowledge to the background and, and worked with, uh, you know, the comics. Right. So, um, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those that it, it's nice to get back to kind of the roots mm-hmm. <laughs> and do the stuff that I've thought about doing, in, you know, for forever. And, uh, you know, there, there's other projects with all the other literati artists. Right. That, uh, uh, you know, like it's the, hey, I have a short story idea. How about this? And they're all like, oh, my God, that sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, and the beauty of comics is you can do that without having to get a whole film crew together to do something like this. Yeah, and uh, it, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, like the, the other half of what I've been up to is uh, changing how we're doing superhero school. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Shop. Because uh, over the course of the pandemic, it, it wasn't safe to yeah. uh, host it because so many of the, the kids have uh, grandparents that would mm-hmm. bring them in and... and I knew an, enough of them that were immunocompromised mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. So it just wasn't safe to host it at the, the shop. So we started doing like pre-records and live where it was, you know, everyone kind of kept their distance. Everyone, you know, did all that. And looking back, they're, they're not the greatest, but <laughs> uh, we learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, I realized that, now that we're pre-recording most of it, mm-hmm. we can uh, uh, you know do a lot more with it uh, because it used to be one of those where I would get my friends, dress them up, and say, "Hey, here's the theme." And then the morning of, while everyone's scrambling to get their costumes either ready or have me finish their costumes <laughs> that morning, uh, I would just kind of give them prompts. Right. You know, it was the, "Hey, uh, this guy hates this guy, but you know this person's in love with them." Uh, here's the fighting, here's the joke, here's the catch. Mm-hmm. Everyone hears the running gag, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was pretty good at improv, or for those that, you know, weren't as quick on their feet for, mm-hmm. for whatever, everyone else would kind of save each other and, mm-hmm. and, you know, do that. Well, it doesn't translate as well to to video. Right. Um, you know, because it, it works live. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're not expecting it. But, you know, in video, you, you kind of have that time to process and, it needs to be that. a little more polished. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we started writing scripts for it. Oh, wow. And uh, we have some uh, really cool, uh, exciting new things that we're going to try with it. Like, uh, since it's video, we're going to try to do like a black light Green Lantern uh, video. Ooh, yeah. Because, you know, you can make stuff float. You can make mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking about trying to at, uh, do an adaptation of the... Uh, F sharp bell story, the Green Lantern story. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, some like fan film esque things. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start doing shorts where it's, uh, 
here's the rare character, here's their story, here's why why they're important. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, I've always loved the Z-list characters. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Captain America only acts a certain way. Right. But D-Man kind of, <laughs> you know, Gilgamesh, the forgotten one. Right. Only so much you can do. Stingray, you know, the world's your oyster. Yes. Yes, you can actually, you can do whatever you want to do because you can fill in the blanks that, that, aren't, that aren't there. Yeah, and, and what's kind of cool uh, is that, you know, I'll have the uh, these ideas of what the character's like or, you know, that kind of stuff. I'll have my interpretation. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the times uh, you'll see, like, those little nuances show up in the Marvel movies. Right. And, and it's just this really weird happenstance, but, like, so often they're like, how did you know? Because <laughs> you could see it. You could yeah. see, again, they're just filling in the blanks that you are, and sometimes those little nuances kind of come through as well. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm pretty good at reading people, and, yeah. and it's kind of one of those like, well, if you're going to throw in a costume and do this, you are this level of ridiculous. So what else is going on over at Literary Press? Now, the whole point was we had three titles come out uh, well during the pandemic. Yeah. And, and we're going to hit national distribution. Yeah, and... Uh, that was uh, that was one of the the big things that I wanted to do was that you know Glamorel's daughter was the thing that I wanted to champion the most, so uh, you know it was the come hell or high water yeah I'm getting diamond too, <laughs> and uh, yeah thank God for Charles sticking to it because mm-hmm. just jumping through the uh, the hoops to get the diamond distribution is just a nightmare so yeah that man is a saint <laughs> he deserves every credit that you can give him that man is everything to that company <laughs> yeah yeah i'm but a drop in, in the bucket <laughs> <laughs> so um you know after kind of telling them you know some of the uh finer points of you know like uh a comic has to be this size a comic mm-hmm. has to be you know that kind of stuff uh, they introduced me to some of the other artists, which uh, there's Nick Hermes with the, mm-hmm. the Black Jack Demon. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's uh, We Promised Utopia, which that's a complete jam book. Yeah. You know, it's uh, two, uh, uh, two envir- uh, environmental engineers mm-hmm. that got a hold of Charles, who, you know, helped take their ideas, put them into a script, and then it's broken up into like three artists. Yes. And it's over all sorts of timelines, and they had these graphs, and, and mm-hmm. it's one of the most impressive setups I've seen. It's like a pin board with the string going from right. one place to the other. Yes. So uh, looking at it, I I you know had the idea of you know this is a really nice diverse group of mm-hmm. comics. This is a family's company. Right. You have something for the kids. You have mm-hmm. something for the you know dreaming teenagers mm-hmm. who want to better the world. And then for grandma and grandpa that, you know, love their old westerns and horror. Yes. <laughs> oh, Blackjack Demon. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And then uh, we got to do an anthology where uh, I got to throw in a couple stories with some of my favorite people. And then mm-hmm. uh, some of the up-and-coming talent got uh, talent got their first shot at this. And now there are a couple uh, other projects that are in the works. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, we're trying to get the uh, latest title uh, ready for Free Comic Book Day to mm-hmm. uh, to throw out its uh, Alien Engaged. Really? Yeah, and uh, what's funny is the artist was uh, uh, one of the first people that I met over at the Paramount mm-hmm. uh, when Melody was, was running everything. Yeah. And uh, uh, she said, I know this artist, he's going to do the posters. Mm-hmm. 
It was Greg White. Was that for the first New World Comic Con you had in 2015? Yeah. Or, yeah, 2015. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and uh, it was one of those that anytime someone does the, hey, I have a, a friend who's an artist, it's yeah. the, okay, let's, <laughs> let's look for some disproportionate people who haven't done their, their due diligence. And then uh, I met Greg, and, and oh my God, he's just such a super stand up dude. And, That's awesome. you know, like he has different styles, which mm-hmm. is, Almost unheard of in uh, you know comic world these days, right? You know because everyone's practiced their one way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, and he's he's excellent at uh, uh, aping other styles, and and you know his his style alone is quirky and indie, but it it kind of has that like fresh marketability, right? Yeah, yeah. He just so he did your posters for the first uh new world comic-con yeah, yeah yeah that got my attention yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah like it, it's been one of those that we we hadn't really sat down and, and worked on anything and then charles just mentioned you know hey uh i have this artist who's doing this thing what do you all think and i was like greg white oh i know that guy i love yes. him he's amazing do everything you can for him. That's great. So things are going well as far as getting this 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 natural getting the comics out. Yeah. To di- to different areas. Yeah, and uh, we have you know meetings every other week just to uh, make sure that everything's on track, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that uh, schedules are are going to be met, and uh, you know make sure that we uh, you know are, are fulfilling everything that's uh, that's promised, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know. Upcoming is uh, con season, so now we get to meet yeah. all the uh, the people that uh, I got to exploit my uh, contacts for to uh, understand how to you know run a comic company. Yes, like uh, everyone from a Scout and the Source Point Press. Oh man, bless those guys for uh, you know taking the time to do the okay. Don't do this. Don't do this. Right. And, and uh, what I loved most is they gave the canned answer that I always give for anyone who. Uh, you know, says, oh, I want to start up my own comic shop. It's the, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. it, it's the, oh, it's hard work. You're not going to see a profit. You're not going to do this. You know, just all this other stuff. And uh, when I explained to them, you know, that uh, we had this uh, organization going, uh, and I, I explained to them that I knew the, the marketability of comics. I knew mm-hmm. kind of what to do, you know, because, like, you know, too many people overpopulate their covers. It needs to be simple, right. stand on, on the shelves, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, as I was explaining, they, they, they said, okay, well, you guys might actually have a chance. The mm. only thing you, you need to make sure you can do is, you know, have money. Right. And then uh, we had very successful Kickstarters. It, it got us where we needed yeah. to go. And honestly, we're profitable. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Yeah, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the industry, you know, right. and, and it's because we're we're playing it safe. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, financially conservative, but mm-hmm. idea wise, it's you know, let's see what we can do. Right. But it's making sure that those ideas are marketable, that those ideas are within the scope of what we're trying to do. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when you send these out, are you, so it's actually getting attention. Across the nation, not just here in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the first book to like super blow up was uh, Blackjack Demon. Really? Yeah, like uh, that one. You know, hit all sorts of different crowds. Like mm-hmm. it hit the speculators market. It it hit the exact crowd that we were going for for the you know older audience. Right. Uh, 
because uh, you know it's it, it's a kind of horror action movie, but it kind of harkens back to like the fifties uh, and sixties Disney, you know, like the Spin and Marty or the uh, like the cast from uh, Old Yeller, Tommy, uh, what's his name? Yeah, the, uh, the the just basically the, the Disney Western type of movie. yeah, yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. But then it 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 just kind of finds its yeah finds its feet. So uh, yeah, and, and then from there. Uh, they backtracked to get uh, Glamorella's daughter, and then we promised Utopia was another big hit right after that. You know, just yeah. based on on all that. Um, and now we're uh, uh, working with a bunch of different organizations to make sure that you know other stuff gets going. Like uh, we had Res Detectives uh, come out, which is the uh, Native American uh, kids who are yeah uh, yeah, um, and uh, you know that's all done by uh, local people, and, and we're mm-hmm. making sure that. Uh, you know, everyone gets that, you know, in their hands, and we're trying to get it in uh, libraries <laughs> and schools uh-huh. and, and all that stuff. Um, and uh, in addition to doing just all the uh, printing and publishing, uh, there uh, we're working on comic workshops. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, literary press. Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday, there's uh, uh, ink and draw. Mm. So it's everyone who wants to come in and just draw. And for those who are interested in working on comics and, and learning sequential art and that stuff, one of our artists is always there. And they're happy to, you know, sit and guide you and tell you what you need to work on or, uh, you know, uh, show you a finer point of doing whatever. Or, right. uh, you know, you can just sit there and, and you know, tell them some stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, and then we're working on a writer uh, workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on how I do with uh, my stories and all that, uh, you know, I, I might be heading it up just for uh, the sake of Charles being so freaking busy. Yeah. 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 But uh, which uh, uh, over at Literati, uh, James, Steve, and Chloe are amazing. They are the glue that holds the entire thing together. Uh, yeah, they they are literati right now. Yeah, I'm guessing with the writing and the artwork, it's you've got to be recognizable, but you also want to try and pull away from the cliche a little bit so that you can be unique. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about indie comics now, as opposed to like the '90s, mm-hmm. where everyone had the one style. You know, well, the two styles. It was either Jim Lee esque or it was you know manga esque. Yes, yes. Whereas, uh, you know, now it's kind of anything and everything right. goes. You can have beautiful art. You can have scratchy art. You can have, you know, high interpretive art. You can have painted art. You can have, yeah. you know, crudely drawn lines, you know. And, and it's just one of those that as long as the writing's strong mm-hmm. or the art's interesting, you know, you, you really have something. Yeah. You have to get both. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick has, uh, told me, you know, kind of how the, uh, uh, blackjack demon is, is starting to wrap up and it's going so many different directions that I mm. never thought it would. So like, it's, it's really one of the most interesting, uh, uh, comics I've, I've, you know, heard about in years. Right. And these independent comics, you never know when you're going to get that star like saga. Right. That's just going to be, everyone went. What the heck did this come from? <laughs> right. And so you're really, and, and so I, I was, I've been looking at Blackjack uh, Demon and uh, especially we promised Utopia, get Glamorous daughter, daughter without a doubt. 
uh, just great story with great art that everybody should be reading. Yeah, yeah, and, and it it's weird to be this involved with that bunch of talent, <laughs> you know, because uh, you know you always dream about you know working on comics mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff, and now it's accessible, and now we're trying to make it work for Oklahoma because the talent's here, and it's just never been fostered. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you know me, I can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> so if I can, you know, if I think that I can help with a thing or, or do anything, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, it's one of those where uh, I'm happy to help with whatever with anyone. I, I don't need credit, but I'm happy to. Uh, <laughs> well, you've had so much experience out. just reading comics. That oh, you, yeah. You, know, you bring in a wealth of what works and what doesn't work. Right. And, uh, you know, I've seen the, the marketing side of things. Like, it's it's one of those where I feel like I'm kind of coming into my own because I'm coming mm-hmm. up on, you know, I guess 20 years in the Nearly in the business. Years, I know. Yeah. Was it next year? You're 2022, wasn't it? Uh, 2020 to 20, 2002, so, yeah, 2004? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I got a job there at, uh, in 2001, and then okay. I took over 2006. Okay, it was six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the first year, you know, I... I Almost don't count, but like from the second year on, I was like, "All right, I'm learning this business because <laughs> it, it's just fascinating to see uh, how awful it is on the side of the retailer things mm-hmm. and how difficult it is." And and you know, as a reader, you're like, "Well, you know, why don't they have this comic? Why don't you know all that?" And it's the oh, you have to fight tooth and nail to get stuff sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Now, and, and so, and of course, 2006, two years later, uh, Iron Man drops. And oh, yeah. now, of course, the, the big comic book movies, Spider-Man and, uh, and X-Men in the 2000, 2001 era. But really, it started to take off in 2008 with Iron Man. And from there, comic books became popular again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Spider-Man in, in 2002 was really what mm. uh, set the, the whole chain off. Yes. And then from there... Uh, it was trial and error, you know, and and those who knew were just kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah. You know, because, like, Kevin Feige worked on uh, the first X-Men movie. Right. And he's the one who was like, no, the Wolverine hair is the most important thing. Yes. You know, like, that, that's the thing that fans will talk. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yeah. And uh, from there, he was able to, to put his influence on as much stuff as he could. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he started getting, you know, listened to. Yes. Yeah, and, and then from there, yeah, Iron Man just blew everything out. Yeah. Well, because it was that and Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. the same summer. Uh, so from there, it, it was just the end-all, be-all, yeah. uh, you know, festive comics, and it was or comic movies. And uh, from there, they started getting taken seriously. Yes. Yeah, when you got these big-name actors who are, are all of a sudden doing these comic book roles, it's yeah. like, okay, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's kind of neat, uh, neat to see, uh, you know, the uh, the modern comic movies that actually flop, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the, oh, man, look at the studios, like, trying the old stuff that just don't get it. Right. You know, like uh, uh, Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, thank God that uh, that happened, you know, the month of the pandemic. <laughs> That's right. You know, only jerks like me will bring it up. That's right. <laughs> and, but there were, yeah, but there have been, and there have been a few independent comics that have that have made it. Have actually done fairly well. Yeah, yeah. One well, and some were, you know, they just try uh, change the uh, script entirely, and some were they're, you know, incredibly faithful. Yeah. 
So, and, and then some that are weird fluffs, but I've found like, you know, Second Life, like uh, the RIPD. That is yes. honestly not good, but it's, it's really entertaining. But yeah, you can't stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Jeff Bridges and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and plus, right now, Ryan Reynolds, anything he touches is gold. So. Right. Um, so, okay, so you've got, uh, first off, we've got, where, where can people find out more information about the, the what's going on at Literati Press? Oh, uh, so uh, there's various, uh, uh, there's the literatypress.com, uh, I think is our, our website. I'm really bad with all the mm-hmm, yes. tech stuff, you know, like. Uh, Just uh, Google Literati Press, you'll find it. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> there, there's uh, every uh, platform, I think, except for like TikTok right now, which, you know, that might even change. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, you uh, should be doing the superhero school in TikTok. I, I've been told that, and it's one of those that uh, I'm afraid of being like the uh, grandparent who joins Facebook. <laughs> you know, no offense to grandparents who join Facebook. Just but, hand it off to one of the kids. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's <laughs> one of those where your kids are going to cringe. Yes. So let's, <laughs> you know, let me cut you off at the pass. That's so. great. <laughs> um, and we've got, when is free comic book day this year? Oh, it is May 7th. Again, okay. Yes. Why well, it seemed to land on May seventh? I mean, it's the first Saturday of the yeah. year, or first Saturday of May. Yeah, and uh, so the uh, likelihood of it is pretty good. But yeah, but um, no, last year it was uh, August, which was yeah, because you know, of the weird. pandemic, they had to push yeah. it back. Yeah, so um, we're starting to get back into what we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're not going to do the twenty-four hour sale yet. All right. Um, you know, so Dang we're, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're thinking about doing, uh, alternatives to that, like having, uh, midnight parties and that kind of stuff right. just to, you know, see what we can do. Um, and that way we can theme it a little bit more adult, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to free comic book day. We're a family friendly sure. from close to open kind of thing. Like, you know, we've, we've just learned over the years, like this is how it works. Yeah. You know, cause like we tried to have comedians in there before that, you know, we're using, you know, oh, yes, yes, you got language. That. Yeah, and it was the uh, yeah, that doesn't work for the kids who are yeah. here, so yeah, so so maybe some different ideas going on, but May 7th, yeah, and uh, and we're going to be back to having just a full rack of comics, yeah, full rack of comics. We're going to have our uh, local artists, just about mm-hmm. everyone from Literati is going to be there signing. That's awesome, uh, you know, we're going to see how many local people you can get. I'm going to. See if I can uh, beg Natasha Alterisi to oh uh, come God. down. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Which, uh, just so you know, every uh, New World Comic Con, I always leave at her table a How to Draw Comics uh, mm-hmm. book, whether it's like a little pamphlet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's my favorite thing to do with her because she's just so sweet. Yeah. So anytime I can, you know, just get her a little perturbed. <laughs> New World Comic Con uh, also coming up this summer. Oh, when are we yeah. expecting that? So July thirtieth. I just uh, awesome. pegged that down. Yeah, um, and of course, you know Jerry and Natasha are going to be you know guests mm-hmm. of honor as as always because they're Oklahoma gems. They are some of the yeah. best people you'll ever meet, and their art is phenomenal. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, we're working on some other guests. It's just kind of one of those that. We have to see what uh, gas and travel prices are mm-hmm. going to be, and uh, how many I can afford. <laughs> you've had the, 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 you've had still had the New World Comic Con. We didn't stop because of the pandemic, right? We still had it. Uh, I skipped it. The twenty twenty was the only one that we didn't. Yeah, yeah. And then twenty twenty one, I uh, uh, you know made sure that we could do it safely, mm-hmm. and uh, it was 
kind of one of those where we had everything planned and then uh, because of the like state fair regulations, right. we, we weren't able to do so much. And then as the weeks leading up to it, they kept lifting uh, restrictions. Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't quite keep up with some of the stuff. Like, you know, a couple of days beforehand, they were like, all right, lift all the restrictions. And we were like, oh, cool. Can we get more tables and all this stuff? Like, well, no, because the, you know, fire marshal uh, yes. floor plan and all this. So. We had about half as many vendors as uh, oh, we no. used to be. And then uh, my buddy Rod. It was very spread out. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my buddy Rod uh, ended up doing the Pop Culture Con the same day because it was the only day that he could find a venue. Yeah. So uh, we took away from each other, but like we were still just like 500 people down from yeah. what we were the, the year before. Uh, so it wasn't too bad. And. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we had any, like, crazy, crazy guests or anything. It was just kind of a... Uh, it was just normal. Everybody get together and love comics. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Did And this year, is it going to be the same building? Uh, we are actually in the uh, uh, pavilion. Okay. What used to be the Cox Pavilion. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, you call it that, everyone says, I don't know what that is. You see the old it's Cox the Cox Pavilion, pavilion yeah. yeah. So, yeah, now, uh, now we went from the Centennial Building to the Expo Hall the building in between that everyone right. forgets. Yes, <laughs> the one, the, the one, you can you can obviously find it because it's it's really obvious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of people don't know it's, it's there. Yeah, so uh, I'll uh, probably do some videos where uh, I dress my uh, nephew up as awkward teenage Spider Man and uh, you know have him advertise where it is because that usually works each year. Yes. <laughs> and where can people find more stuff on uh, the superhero uh, the superhero school? Oh, uh, our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, New World Comics OKC, uh, on uh, Facebook. Yeah, and then uh, I believe it's linked to our Instagram, which is New World Comics mm-hmm. OKC. And then there's a Twitter that we never touch. That uh, <laughs> well, I say never touch. We're working uh, better on uh, our uh, social medias and all that stuff because. Well, we all know that I'm uh, very much a Luddite. So <laughs> now, I'm, uh, now I'm relying on the uh, kids who've kind of grown up around the store to yeah. uh, help. And then uh, I have a buddy, Matt, that's uh, you know getting all that done for me. Yeah, let the younger people do it. It's so much easier. They know oh what they're gosh. doing. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, all my uh, kids at the, uh, the shop I've you know, helped raise practically. Oh, yes. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they have such a love for the place that they want to make sure it succeeds. So they're always happy to, you know, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is fantastic. And over the next few weeks, I would love to have a sit, have some of your artists. Uh, we'll either do them by zoom or whatever. So, so we can find out more information about what's going on, not only at new world comics, but with uh, literati press as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have we have so much stuff going that uh, I could bring guests for mm-hmm. days and days and weeks and weeks and months, which is great. We will keep track of that, and uh, and in the meantime, just keep keep us informed of what's going on, and we'll keep go, keep putting you on the Okie Geek podcast. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you, Buck. Yeah, so that's gonna do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU. Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Geek on.